I'm going to ask that everyone would close your eyes, bow your heads. If you're here this morning and you'd be honest with yourself and before the Lord, I'm going to say, Pastor Ben, I'm away from Jesus. I'm away from the Lord. And I want to come back to restore that relationship. I just want you to slip up your hand right where you are. Who would be there? Sure. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who else this morning? Say, that's me. I'm ready to stop trying to do things on my own. I surrender. Anyone else? Just slip up your hand. I'm not going to call you forward. But I do want to pray for you. I saw three, there may have been more individuals that were just turning their hearts to the Lord at this moment. Just as an encouragement, let's, let's pray a prayer together, just asking God to fill us at this moment. Repeat after me, say, Dear Jesus, we ask you right now to come into our hearts and to clean me up. Lord, do what only you can do. I'm sorry for running and for choosing things of the world. This morning, I choose you. Forgive me of my sins and make me whole. And Lord, I ask that you would do this for your glory and for your honor in my life. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, God. Lord, you are a saving God. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you're incredible. Lord, we honor you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb. God, you're so good. One of the things I wanted to, to read this morning was from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Just a moment ago, we, we heard a, a word from the Lord, and a word of encouragement. We hear about that we, uh, in, the, in the scriptures God says that he's going to give gifts to his body. And, uh, and in verse, or chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. It says, You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced, influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you, no one who, speak, who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's for our good. 
when the Holy Spirit speaks through, through his servants, through us. It says, to one there's given through a spirit of the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gift of healing, that by one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. And my heart and my prayer is that we would be a body of believers that would be desiring the Holy Spirit to change us, to mold us, to do the work that he desires to do in us. And so this morning, my heart is, is that we would be uh, shapeable. We wouldn't be hard like we read in uh, Psalm 95. I want to come back to that just for a second. It says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. Listen and respond. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. Lord, we just anticipate what you're doing in hearts and in lives, even this morning. Lord, in one, you're dealing with areas of sin. In another, you're encouraging to stay the path. To another, you're giving comfort. and To another, you're giving healing this morning. To another, you're addressing financial issues in their mind and, and you're challenging us. For others, you're drawing us close. Oh God, you are amazing. We yield our hearts and our minds to you this morning for your glory and for your honor. God, we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We want to welcome you to the Gateway Church. and just want to say you found yourself in a great place today, amen? I know there's many guests with us today, uh, some first-time guests, and uh, we'd love to have a record of your visit uh, so we can... Uh, know that you're here and so we can follow through. If this is your first time here and never been to the Gateway Church before, just slip up your hand real quick. Uh, we're not going to ask you to uh, yell out your name or anything. we got a couple back here, uh, over here. Yes, all right, excellent. A couple over here, Rich. And uh, anyone else? Just taking a quick look. All right, wonderful. In just a few moments, we're going to uh, take up an offering that we'd encourage you to fill out that card and put it in the offering. And um, uh, that will give us a record of your visit. We appreciate that. I want to uh, bring your attention um, to uh, what we have here this morning. And before we take up the offering, I want to take a moment and pray for the, for the hundreds of needs here that are represented. These are the cards that we collected from our uh, outreach on Wednesday night. We, for those of you that don't know, we were able to give away thousands of personal hygiene products on, on Wednesday night. And many of you were here, and boy, it was incredible. 
our lobbies were just cram-packed, and it was just, uh, this place was hopping. And, uh, but one of the things we had done on these cards was we had people list prayer needs. And uh, it's, the needs uh, vary from needing jobs to uh, praying for family members to uh, for healing, for some abuse situations, uh, just a whole lot of different things. And uh, we're going to continue to pray through the month of January over these cards and, uh, and ask for God just to touch those that were here. We bless them in a physical way, in a practical way, and, uh, and now we want to continue to bless them in a spiritual way. And, uh, and so I'm going to just ask um, uh, Tony Tiswell, if you would slip up here this morning. I'm going to ask that you would pray. And uh, Tony, it was really kind of from his heart um, that kind of got this whole idea going. And, uh, and Tony, we did a good thing, which was pretty incredible, uh, how God worked things out. We got a few things left over we're going to distribute this week. Um, but man, we have a responsibility at this point to continue to care, continue to lift up the needs that were re represented here. And uh, so why don't you pray? And, uh, and then after Tony prays, uh, we'll turn the lights, lights up and uh, we'll stand and turn and greet one another. But Tony, close this time uh, together. Thank you, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we just... We just thank you for your presence this morning, dear yes, God. God. And we just thank you for the blessings you provided in, in our you. lives. And, and oh God. God, realizing there's so many oh people in our community oh God. that could that that are needy, but uh, not just the physical needs, uh, the spiritual uh, needs. You know, meeting meeting a, a physical need is oh is immediate and it's necessary, but oh God, oh God. meeting a spiritual need is for eternity. That's Hallelujah. forever. And, and that's what your desire is. And Lord, we just pray as we met these physical needs and as, yes. as we prayed over over their spiritual needs and their physical needs, Praise Lord, we just pray that, that they each and every Praise one took home a bag of items, but in that Hallelujah. bag was your presence. Yes. And we just pray over these needs, Lord. There's, there's many needs represented. There's needs from relationships to employment to finances to you name it, dear God, it's in oh, here. God. And Lord, oh, we God. just pray that oh, God. you just minister to each and oh, every God. one of these needs in your way oh, God. and in your time. Yes, God. Dear God, we just thank you thank for you. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you for you. We just yes. thank you that we have somebody that we can rely on to meet our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Tony. Let's stand and turn and greet one another. Find someone maybe that you don't know, and uh, let's continue in an attitude of worship, but give someone a hug this morning. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> How many are thankful that the presence of God is here this morning? I am. Good. <laughs> yeah, all right. I know worship went a little long, but uh, I want to uh, just take a quick second to encourage you to read your bulletin. Uh, there's a few things that are coming up. Uh, that are pretty important. This next week, and uh, if, for those of you that are not official members of the Gateway Church, we want to encourage you to consider being a part 
of us officially uh, in, in that way. Um, in the lobby, there's a membership sign-up, and uh, next Saturday, there's a class from 9 to noon, and a uh, very easy class, but uh, come and be a part of that, and uh, we'll have a good time, but we need to know that you're coming, and so uh, please sign up. We've got a men's breakfast a couple weekends away that's going to be great right here at 9 o'clock at the church, and uh, men, we want to make sure you're aware of that. And then, for those of you that have elementary students, um, third through sixth graders, uh, we are uh, going to Winter Blast. Our kids are. And it's across the state, and there's some details in the bulletin that are very important. Next week, is there's a deadline, like an early bird deadline, um, that we want to make sure you're aware of. Uh, but we're hoping to take several of our kids and uh, to be a part of that. It's at the end of this month, January 29th and 30th. But next week, uh, we need uh, to make sure that we have uh, payment for that. We've got an impact night for the youth coming up, and a lot of good things happening around here at the Gateway Church. Amen? Amen. Well, this morning, we have a chance to give back to God what He's given to us. And uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, it is a great time to give. And I know that sometimes you think, man, you know, we just came through Christmas, the end of the year, uh, but I just want to encourage you today uh, to, to be faithful to the Lord. Ushers, you can come at this point, and, um, and we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. And we would just want to say thank you for your faithfulness in giving in 2009. God blessed us and helped us in so many ways. And, uh, and I'll tell you, um, Dennis, you could talk to, to this more than, than I could be in our treasure, but, but God is faithful, he, and he provides uh, for those that are faithful, um, and we know that to be true. Amen? Amen. Dennis, why don't you pray for our offering this morning? All right. Well, thank you again for your faithfulness, and uh, it's going to be a good year. This morning, I want to uh, talk about something that's pretty close to my heart. A uh, few things on earth are closer to my heart, and uh, that would be family and, and my relationship with the Lord. But I want to talk about the church, and really for the next three weeks, I want to look at uh, who we are as a church and where we're headed. And uh, this last fall, we decided as a board and uh, for me uh, that it was important for us to try to get to as many homes, to, to connect with as many people as we possibly could, uh, to gather a, kind of a pulse of our body. Where are we? How are we doing? And uh, we worked hard, and uh, we uh, made many, many visits. And, uh, and I just want to say, right, uh, if, if you missed a visit or if you desire a, a visit still at this point, um, we are still open to, to follow through as many as that will have us. And, uh, but, but no pressure, you don't have to. And there were a few people that said, ah, oh, that's okay, can't do it now or whatever. But uh, if that is something you desire, we want to do that. And so we've been busy and, uh, as a board, and I've been uh, putting, burning up some miles on my car, and uh, it's, been, it's been great. And God has, has done that, and I believe that it was whole, the Holy Spirit that kind of led us to do that, to, to connect with you and uh, to hear from you. And part of that, uh, in that, in that time, uh, we kept on hearing, we want to do more local outreach. We want to we be making an impact here uh, on, uh, on our turf, here on the lakeshore. And, uh, and so really, um, out of some of our conversations and that, really what happened on Wednesday night, for those that were a part of that, that was a result of that, saying, hey, we've got to do something. And you know, God favored us incredibly. Uh, we, had, we were in the paper in the Muskegon Chronicle and the Grand Haven Tribune uh, on the radio. 
video, and uh, we were able to, to blitz uh, a couple different neighborhoods uh, with, with some flyers and some follow-up postcards, and, uh, and now we've got some work to continue to pray and to follow up with those that were here, and, uh, and God was good. But one of the things that we've also uh, been working on, what we've been up to this uh, last fall, is that we've been asking God, asking the Holy Spirit to direct our planning as a church um, in budgeting and in evaluating. And uh, we, as we talked and we prayed, we, we really felt the need for a strategic plan for us to be able to go forward, kind of a target to be shooting for. How many have ever heard the, uh, the quote, and I might butcher this, but the idea is that if you do the same thing over and over, and expect different results, what do they call that? Insanity, right? You've heard it. And we don't want to be that. We want to be asking the Holy Spirit, okay, God, what are you doing at this moment, and how can we be most effective? Because I believe that God, he desires for us to be fruitful. Um, one of the things my grandma uh, emailed us, or I don't know if it was on email or if it was on Facebook this week. I, I caught it. Jessica leaves it up, you know. And uh, she wrote in there on, uh, on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day uh, the importance of us being connected to the vine, uh, being connected to Jesus. And maybe it was Christmas Day. I don't remember when it was. But, but I read that, and it reminded me how important it is. Because when we're connected to the vine, to the root system, there's going to be fruit, and we want to be connected, and we don't want to be disconnected. And so you know, I believe that God wants us to be fruitful, and it's an exciting time. When I think back on my life, some of the most productive times in my life were a result of hard work and of planning and goal setting, and, uh, and there were some times in my life that, that I did that better than I did other times. I remember before I was married, Jessica and I, uh, before we were married, I had made a list of five things that I wanted to accomplish before I got married. And um, the list was, you know, there were some things that were just fun, but there was one thing on there that, was, that almost seemed impossible. One of the things I listed on my, on my uh, list was I wanted to buy a home before I got married. And that was a desire that God put in my heart. And so I had these listed on my, uh, on my mirror at home, five goals, and I, as I went through, I crossed each one off, and one of the things that Jessica and I were able to do, once we were engaged, we were able to buy a home, and she, Jessica lived there with a girlfriend until we got married, and it was, it was neat how we wrote it down, and how God uh, provided a way for that to come to be. A few years into ministry, after I was uh, in Dayton, Ohio, I also, well, there was another time of my life that I, as I look back, was very, very productive. There were a lot of things happening and some good things, um, and it was, it was a result of some mentoring that I was doing. I was being mentored. I wasn't really mentoring anyone officially at that point. But one of the things that I was encouraged to do was to create a mission statement for my life. And since then, I've had this mission statement, and I've put it in each of my Bibles, and uh, I'll just read it to you for whatever it's worth. Um, it's, my mission is to model an obedient and passionate life in God. Something simple, something memorable. And then 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 is kind of the verse that I was drawn to in that time of my life that says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And of course, that was Paul saying that. But wanting that to be true of my life. And there was a, during that time, I was highly productive and a lot of great things were happening. Well, here at the church, I am desiring for God to do some incredible things among us 
here at the Gateway Church. There's a the desire in my heart and the desire in our board and in the desire of many of your hearts for us to grow, to kind of expand our territory. How many are familiar with the prayer of Jabez? You guys heard that before? Part of the prayer of Jabez in First Chronicles, I think it is, or Second Chronicles, I'm not sure. Um, it, it talks about the prayer of Jabez says, Oh Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Kind of to pick up the, the, the posts of the fence and take them a little further and plant them again. And to do it again, kind of expanding the tent, the influence. And so with that, we're praying, and I've been praying, not just for good ideas, but for God ideas. And that's a res- that comes as a result of prayer and planning. And it also comes by doing some hard work in writing down the vision, writing down the mission. And, uh, and so we've been in this process. And over these next couple weeks, we're going to kind of unveil some of these things. And I just want to say it's not an easy task. It's not something that just comes naturally for most of us. But taking the time to seek God for a strategic plan there is fruit that will come with that. Now, like any of us, there are excuses, a million of them, <laughs> that we could uh, come up with not to do what I'm talking about. Well, we're too new, or we're not big enough, or we've never had one before, why, why do one now? Or you could say, well, we've, we've done one in the past, we've had kind of a plan and a direction, why do we need to relook at it? Or or maybe we just kind of lose focus, or we're overwhelmed with the urgent of what's happening right now, and we forget to pray and seek God for the future. For some of us, you say, well, I don't know how. I wouldn't even know where to start. Perhaps you've never experienced God's direction in your life in a specific way. Maybe you've never invited God to help. And some of you might just say, does it really matter? Are, you know, <laughs> does our lives even matter, and, and, and there's some, some reality in our hearts. Sometimes I know I've questioned saying, okay, what in the world am I here for? <laughs> okay, God, why have you created me? And, and so there's some of that and some of the tension. And so there's personal tension, but then also even corporately. But I want to look at God's word this morning. I want to encourage you to turn with me to James chapter 4. We'll start there, and then you can also mark Ephesians chapter 5. But in James chapter 4, it kind of talks about, or it answers the question, why we should be planning. Why should we be planning? But it starts off kind of, if you just read one verse, you'd say, well, shoot, we don't need to plan. Because listen to what verse 13 says. James chapter 4, verse 13. It says, now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Some of you are saying, okay, that sounds good. They're making a plan, right? All right. But it says, why? You do not know, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. How about an encouraging word there, right? <laughs> Say, man, this world, it doesn't matter. We're just a vapor. It's here and then gone. And, and what's the big deal, right? Well, the planning that happened at first was planning without God. There was no mention because, listen, because he clarifies, he continues. He says, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag. 
all such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. So it's not saying that we should just live life and forget it because we're just a vapor. We're here today, gone tomorrow. Instead, we are to commit our plans to prayer, seeking God, seeking His will for our lives. I believe that God has mandated us to plan. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 15, it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. I love that. It says, Making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not be drunk on wine that leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, we're encouraged here to be planning. In fact, God does not want us just to cruise through life without a strategy, without a plan. Because I believe if we don't seek God and come after Him and say, God, you be the one directing. If it's your will, we'll come, we'll go, we'll, we'll do this or we'll do that. I believe that we will miss God opportunities in our lives. Let me read a few verses from uh, Proverbs. You can write these down. You can look them up later. Proverbs 21, verse 5 says this. says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to profit. Proverbs 16, 3, one of my favorite verses in Proverbs, Commit your ways unto the Lord and your plans will succeed. Psalm 20, verse 4 says, May God give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. And Proverbs 14, 8 says, The wisdom of the prudent. You say the prudent, that's someone that is doing a good job, is, uh, is making plans, is to give thought to their ways. In the New Testament, Jesus warned those that would build a tower without planning. In Luke chapter 14, he says, look, don't just dive into a building project without considering the cost. And again, it's speaking of plans. But we're not just talking about human plans. We're talking here about Holy Spirit-inspired plans. What is God saying for you? What is God saying for us here at the Gateway Church? See, I believe that godly planning can avoid disaster, huge disaster, if we are planning godly. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to what? Destruction. Proverbs 14, 15, just a couple of verses later, says, A simple man believes anything, but a prudent man, there's that prudent man, gives thought to his steps. And on and on we can look at verses that are encouraging us to be planning, to be seeking God. And so what we've been, we've kind of been on a mission as a, as a, uh, a board, and, and I want you to know, Pastor Mark and I, we've been praying and seeking God, that we've, we have been crafting a mission statement, which will lead to a vision statement, and then some core values, some things that we hold dear to us here at the Gateway Church. And in the process, then once that was kind of set, we are creating some objectives, some things that we are desiring to see. These are broad and broad categories, things that we're, we're shooting for. And then to be able to hit those objectives, we've been creating goals, specific things, measurable things, 
for us to be continuing to, to see what God has for us. And so we've been on this process, and, and uh, it's, it's been encouraging, uh, and it's been, it's been really neat. And then after all that, we want to come back and measure and to be able to assess how did we do. When I think of a godly mission for us at the Gateway Church, I want you to know kind of what we're, what we're talking about. When we talk about the mission of a church, it's the church's purpose and the church's direction. It speaks to who we are and who we're trying to reach. And so that's some of the criteria that we've come up with. And so this morning, I want to kind of look at our mission statement together. Greg, you can go ahead and put that up there. This is a, 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 a pretty polished, but it's not set in stone. Um, over the next, bef- what we'd like to be able to do is uh, through, um, um, through this season until our business meeting in March. We want to be crafting this, and so I I give this to you as a review, but our mission is that we are a spirit-filled. It's who we are. We are a spirit-filled church, fully committed to glorifying God by connecting the lakeshore with God, with each other, and with the world. There's some things that kind of uh, jump out at me when we consider this. The first thing is that we are spirit-filled. That sets us apart from, from other, uh, other churches on the lakeshore. Many churches. There's a lot of great churches, but we are Pentecostal, okay? We are asking the Holy Spirit to move, even like he did this morning. And uh, we want to continue to see the gifts of the Spirit at work because I believe as we're Spirit-led and Spirit-guided that, that God, he has great opportunity to work through us. The other thing is that it says in there that we're glorifying God. We were created to give God glory. And I believe as a body of believers, that's an important piece, that we would be glorifying God. It also talks about who we're trying to reach. Um, we're, it says in there to connect the lakeshore. Now, in my mind, the lakeshore really you know, is all the way around the lake. And, you know, but uh, but just so you're, so you're clear, when we say the lakeshore, we're talking about a 30 minute, 30 mile radius, or maybe even a little further uh, from, from where we are, where God has put us here, and uh, uh, north, east, not so much west, uh, maybe a little bit west, but uh, then south as well. And we're saying, hey, we, this is who we are wanting to connect, to connect people to God, connect with each other, and connect with the world. And I want to explain that because we put that on our connecting signs, we put that on our mugs, we put it on postcards, we, it's, it's on the website, and, and I want you to know where that comes from. Um, in fact, we've been in this process uh, sitting down, and we've had many people look at this mission statement, people within the church, we've had people outside of the church, some guys in the business field uh, have looked at this and have, have uh, helped us craft this, um, and it's interesting uh, one of the guys that I sat down with, he's a businessman. He owns like eight uh, subway, uh, subways in the area and from here uh, to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, he owns a bunch of car dealerships. And I sat down with him. And when, he t- when we talked about uh, being spirit-filled, for one, he said he, said he liked that. And he's not, he's not really a church guy. But he said the connecting with God, connecting with each other, connecting with the world, he said it was intriguing. It, it, it caused some curiosity. And so I want to, you know, just in case you're curious, what does that mean? Or are you seeing that? Or what, you know, what does that mean to us? That comes from two scriptures. The first scripture is in Matthew 22, where, God, where Jesus is asked, what is the greatest command? 
And he responds, the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, all your strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. So loving God, that connecting with God, and then connecting with others is to love your neighbor as yourself. Then in Matthew 28, 19, is, we call it the Great Commission, connecting with the world. It says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so we're connecting. We're connecting with God. We're trying to connect people together in relationship. And uh, because we're in relationship, that gives opportunity for people to go deeper with the Lord. And then we're connecting with the world, um, connecting locally uh, with our world, right here on the lakeshore, connecting stateside, and then even foreign. And uh, uh, we, we have flags around that represent different missionaries that we are supporting on a regular basis through our missions program. It's important that we understand who we are. This is who we are. This is who we're believing God for. And as you understand who we are, that gives you the ability to buy in saying, hey, I, I want to be a part of that. It gives you a chance to, to be able to share that with others. Our mission saying, hey, this is what we're about. As we understand it, it also brings great unity among us. So we're all headed in the same direction. And as we're headed in the same direction, there is so much power that comes with that as we work together. See, there, if, you, if you know anything about a golf swing, uh, and I'm not a golf expert at all, but there is incredible power that can come through if you know how to get your arms and your upper body, your, your torso, all your legs, and every, if everything's working together and it can come through, there is an incredible amount of force on that, on that club head. Now, when I swing a golf club, <laughs> I'm not sure my arm's working with my hips and, you know, and my eyes may not be working with the ball or whatever, and you know, I have very little power, and uh, it, it certainly doesn't go in the right direction. But there is great power. And, we, and we, as we work together, we can share that. There's excitement that comes with that. And what's interesting is as we understand who we are, our mission, where we're headed, that gives you the opportunity to pray specifically, saying, God, this is who we are. This is, what we're, this is who we're trying to reach. This is our purpose. This is our direction. So we can pray together. We can give of our time together. We can serve together, our energy. And we can give our money to that, saying, you know what? I support that. Um, I, I believe in that. And I, I'm trusting God to do exactly what, what we're talking to, to do. And so I want you to know that that is important to us, that we, are, we have an idea of where we're headed. And I am so thrilled that you are on board and that you are, even maybe some of you are considering it, but I just want to say thank you for being here and understanding, hey, this is who we are. And so as a church, that, that's an important piece that we want you to know that, hey, this is where we are headed. But then I want also for you to consider your own life. And maybe you're here this morning and you're floundering and uh, you're, you know, you're going through life without a whole lot of purpose or direction. Are you challenged by God's word to plan? When we look at those scriptures in Proverbs and in Psalms and as we read that verse in James, and does that, does that put a red flag in your life that, man, maybe I need to consider where am I going? 
I'd encourage you to think about what life decisions that you're facing. Many of you here are facing college choices here in this next season. Juniors and seniors and in high school, and you're wondering. Others of you maybe already graduated, and you're saying, man, I, where, where do you have me, God? Where do you want me to go? Others of you may be considering, should I marry this guy or should I marry this gal? What decisions are you making? What career path are you choosing? What are, where, are you, where is God taking you? Some of you may be considering, man, should I bring my uh, elderly parents to live at our house and to take care of them? You can and you must commit your ways to the Lord. No matter what decisions you're facing, commit your ways to the Lord. How many are familiar with this, the old song? Um, I think Newsboys redid it. Uh, it's been a while back, but Turn Your Eyes on Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, right? And then it says, and the things of earth will go strangely dim, or grow strangely dim, in the light of his glory and grace. Isn't that great? As we commit our ways to the Lord, we turn our eyes on him, he promises, God does, that the worldly ideas, worldly attitudes, worldly prejudices are all replaced the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. I pray that for my heart and for your heart as well. See, I believe that no matter where we are, whether you're a student in high school or you're retired and enjoying uh, retirement or anywhere in between, we all need to be seeking what I would call transformational living. Transformational living. Being obedient to what God is saying at this moment, today. And the fact is, is that takes some time to get with the Lord and say, okay, God, where, where, where do you have me? And I'll just say there are no shortcuts when it comes to spending time with the Lord. It's something continuous until we take our last breath. I believe that God is desiring to lead us and to guide us all the way to the end. And as we consider what 2010 has ahead of us, I believe there's some great things. I believe it's the best year that we will ever have, that we'll ever experience. But I want to just challenge you, don't do it on your own. Don't cruise through life on human understanding or human wisdom. You can't afford to do that. You can avoid so much disaster by surrendering your heart, like we encouraged you before, to know that, that God is in control. And so there's that peace that each of us can consider. God, what do you have for me? What do you have for my family, for my situation? for the details of my life. But then I want you also to know, as you are a part of a body of believers, that God is leading and directing us as well, together. And as there's understanding, we can stand by where we're going. There's unity. And again, we can share in that excitement and support in prayer and in time and in energy and in money. And uh, we can sit back and we can say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for directing us. Amen?
Amen. I want to challenge us this morning um, with that thought, that email that my grandma sent, sent me. Being connected to the vine. And I know we already gave a salvation call this morning. And, uh, and I believe that, that God is working even beyond those that raise their hand, um, encouraging, drawing those among us to surrender and to, to give everything to God, to stop doing things on our own. But uh, when I read that uh, Facebook or email, whatever it was that was left up on your screen there, Jess, um, it challenged me in thinking of my family and my roots as I kind of go back. And my grandma, God bless her, encouraging the masses to stay connected to Jesus and how important that is. And I just want to come back to that because I believe that as we spend some time connected to the vine, remaining in him, um, the Bible talks about great fruit. Uh, fruit. I, want you, I, I believe it's in John chapter 15. And I wanna, want you to turn there with me. And uh, Dale and the worship team, if you guys would come back. Uh, we're going to spend some time here um, looking or just con considering our own lives and what God has for us. Is it John 15? Yeah, it is. It says in John 15, starting in verse 1, it says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking. And my Father is the gardener. And then listen to some of the detail in this. And as we consider a new year and new opportunities, and uh, as we consider our lives, listen to what he says. It says, My Father cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Now, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? Are there areas in our lives that are not bearing fruit, that are not godly, that are things that, okay, maybe we're holding on to this, um, you know, we're serving God in all these directions, heading this way, but there's this little anchor just kind of dragging behind us. Whatever is, does not bear fruit. But then he says, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. So even that part of our life that is, that is doing well, God is still interested in doing more through that outlet. And I want you to think about your life and what the influence that you have and the areas you serve and, and the things that you put your hands to. God is even pruning the good, cutting back so there's even more growth. One of the things, you guys can start whenever you're ready or do it, but um, one of the things that I learned is at Crane's Orchard, they cut back their trees. This is down in Fenville. They cut back their trees further than most orchards so that the fruit that that is able to be picked at harvest time, I mean, some of the biggest apples you've ever seen, if you've ever been there. And we were asking them about it, remember? And she says, yeah, we cut back three-fourths of the growth so we get the best. And I was like, whoa, three-fourths, they go through, I mean, what? I mean, that's a lot of work, isn't it? But to get the best. Then it says, you already... You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Then the encouragement says, remain in me 
and I'll remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch thrown away that withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. But verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you would bear much fruit. Students, God's plan for your life is that you would bear much fruit. Singles, God's plan for your life is that you would bear much fruit. Those of us that are married, our plan for your wife and for your husband, your spouse, is that you would be bearing much fruit. Those that are retired among us, bearing fruit. That comes from being connected, remaining in the vine. And this morning, before we blaze off to another year, I'm going to encourage us to find a place here and spend some time with the Lord. I'm going to encourage you to move from where you are, whether it's moving a row up or coming to the altar or finding a spot, sitting on a wall, whatever the case might be, but spending a few moments with God before we go. And we'll, we'll, we'll have a closing prayer in a few moments. I'm going to ask that no one would leave for these few moments. And I'm going to challenge you. Consider your path. Proverbs 16, 3 says, Commit your ways to the Lord and your plans will succeed. What is God saying to you? Let's, let's stand first and that will give us an opportunity to all move. And, uh, and let me just pray. Lord, I pray that this time that we are spending, we're committing, giving our hearts, giving our lives to you. God, I pray that it will bear much fruit. God, that 2010 will be different because of your hand in our lives. God, what has happened in the past is in the past. God, today we declare it's a new day. Lord, what is gone has gone, but Lord, today we fix our eyes on you. Holy Spirit, we invite you to lead and to guide us, and God will give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to challenge you all the way from the back to the front to slip out. Let's find, let's fill these altars, spend some time with the Lord. Maybe you grab your Bible and look through some of those scriptures that we're looking at. But let's do that together. Hallelujah. Oh God, we pray. Holy Spirit, come down, Lord, in our lives, God, I pray. Lord, we give our hearts to you, Lord. We honor you, God. Lord, we're looking to you for direction. And God, we're asking, Lord, that you would speak to us, God. Lord, we know that the plans of the prudent 
are blessed. Lord, that you will lead and guide. And God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do, God. Lead these young people, God, for your glory. Lead, God, young adults, God, I pray. Lord, God, I pray for families, God. Lord, put your hand upon us, God. Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Praise you, God. There is freedom. Oh, thank you, Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Oh, God, we pray. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Praise you, Jesus. I just want to encourage us that as the Holy Spirit is speaking in this moment and in this atmosphere, as we're making decisions saying, you know, we're going to give a heart to the Lord in this area, I believe that the Holy Spirit is revealing areas that, uh, that may need to be pruned and sharpened, maybe even cut out. And that's the hard work. Being in the atmosphere of worship here, that's wonderful. But in just a moment, we're going to walk out of here. And when our feet hit the floor, hit, hit, hit the street, there's choices we have to make. And I just want to challenge every man. I want to challenge every woman here that it is possible to live in the victory of God. It's possible. It's possible. And I believe that God desires that from us. Now, is it easy? not a chance. Is it worth it? Absolutely. To commit your ways to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Wow. If you want prayer for anything specific this morning, um, I want to encourage you uh, after we pray a prayer of benediction that you can come. We'll anoint you with oil and just ask God just to, just to touch your heart and your life. For those that are visiting with us, man, I want to just say thank you. Thanks for coming. Great way to start the new year. And I uh, hope you fill out one of those orange cards. If you did, uh, just leave it right where you are and we'll snag that. Um, but let me just pray a prayer. God, I just ask that you would go before us, behind us, and all around us in 2010. Help us to fix our eyes on you for your glory, and for your honor. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go in the grace of God. If you need prayer for anything specific, you want agreement, we would love to pray with you this morning. 
Hallelujah.